This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. All right, welcome to Memorial Day for Scissors and Scrubs. We like to cover, you know, our military issues on mm-hmm. Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. It's a big, another happy, joyous episode mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to add Scissors and Scrubs, which we are now a member of the Everyday Hero Podcast Network, which yes. we're very proud to be members of. Mm-hmm. And this week, Laura, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about Agent Orange. Agent Orange, that's rough shit. Yeah. And I'm going to bring on a little Legionnaire's disease. Nice. There's a reason it's called that. Mm-hmm. So I think we're gonna, mine's like a story. Yeah, mine's like very factual. Yeah. So I think yeah. you I should go first. Okay. Um, I do want to add, which it's going to get back to our summer series of last year, that I was at work the other night and um, one of the new people calls me and he's like, so you had a patient and I pulled a tick off the patient. Oh. That's exactly what I said. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm. It's like, we pulled a tick out the page. I'm like, mm, that's gross. Mm-hmm. And I was like, was she wearing gloves? Did she get the head? <laughs> we wrote it back all my tick episodes. If you could pull up the podcast while you're doing that. Getting you buggy with it? Tips. Yeah. let's. It'll give you all the tips. Yeah. So um, he's like, yeah, she got everything. But what should I do with it? Should I send it to pathology? I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely send it to pathology. Uh-huh. Ugh. Ugh. They're lucky they found it. No kidding. I mean, the patient's like. So I'm like, you don't want her to come down with some weird disease and then blame the hospital. So like, yes, you absolutely have to send that. But I just thought that was so bizarre. I of all the years I've been doing this, I've never pulled a blood sucker off of a human being. No, it's disgusting. Yeah, we put them on. So Agent Orange. What do I know about Agent Orange? What I know from the movies that they spread it to kill foliage. Yeah, and made everybody sick. Yes, that's what I know about Agent Orange. Very sick. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Talk to me. Okay. You'll have to excuse my voice. She's got the one nine hundred voice going yeah. on. I have a little laryngitis, but the She's show must money on must the side. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Agent Orange is a powerful defoliant used during the Vietnam War between 1962 and 1971. The U.S. forces sprayed this and other very powerful herbicides or herbicides um, over huge areas of Vietnam for two re- two reasons. One was to strip the Viet Cong and North Vietnamese Army of cover because they could hide in the... Well, if you've ever seen Vietnam, it's, it's, it's a jungle. Foliage. It's a big jungle. Mm-hmm. And so they could hide under big palm fronds mm-hmm. and all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. So they took that away from them. And then um, they wanted to kill any crops that the Viet Cong might need for oh, food or whatever. Um, such a great war. Yeah. So they dumped 20 million gallons... <gasps> Of these herbicides. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, so it was a great idea. Yeah. Right? In theory, as yeah. most of your ideas are. They're yeah. great in theory. They yeah. just don't play but, out well. Yeah. There's there's a manufacturing problem, however. An Agent Orange contained large amounts of, I'm sorry, TCDD. Um, it's a dioxin, which are extremely toxic. Extremely toxic. So the dioxins do not wash away easily. They are not removed when it rains. So it's not like they dump it and then it rains and it like kind of runs away. It stays in the environment for years. It builds up in the soil and it accumulates um, in the food chain. So they didn't just fuck them for a short time. Oh, it was a lifelong problem. Yeah. They really screwed them. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, 
dioxins are fat soluble. Um, exposure to TCDD, which is a dioxin, is known to have immediate and long-term health effects. Excellent. Mm -hmm. There are 14 health conditions associated with Agent Orange. There's Just a lot. 14? Just 14. Just 14. 14 big ones. Um, there's chronic B-cell leukemia Ooh. that causes weakness and fatigue, fever, pain in the up, upper left abdomen because your spleen enlarges, frequent infections, unexplained weight loss, small red spotting in the skin, swollen lymph nodes, and night sweats. It causes Hodgkin's lymphoma, which also causes weakness and fatigue, fever, um, pain in the upper left abdomen again because your spleen enlarges, frequent infections, unexplained weight loss, the small red spotting in the skin, swollen lymph nodes, night sweats, severe itching, increased sensitivity to alcohol, pain in the lymph nodes after drinking alcohol. Uh oh. It causes multiple myeloma. Yeah, that's not a good one. Mm -mm. That um, is not a good one. It gives you bone pain, especially in the chest or the spine. Fatigue, confusion, weight loss, weakness, numbness in the legs, nausea, loss of appetite, excessive thirst, constipation. That's never good. No, it causes non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Lots of the lymphomas. I'm done it's, with the lymphomas. Yeah, it causes all these cancers, um, which non-Hodgkin's will give you a loss of ap appetite, nausea and vomiting, headaches, night sweats, skin rash, itching, coughing, shortness of breath, chest pain, abdominal pain, bone pain, headaches, Abdominal oh swelling and fullness and chronic fatigue and weakness. Night sweats are never good. Ugh, no. Night sweats never are a good never sign. Good. Um, it causes prostate cancer. Oh, Jesus. That will give you difficulty urinating in a weak stream. It will give you blood in the semen, bone pain, erectile dysfunction, um, and pelvic discomfort and pain. It gives you respiratory cancers. Jesus. It gives you cough. That Basically, it gives you any kind of cancer you can much. imagine. Um, cough that does not go away or gets worse. Chest pain. Loss of appetite, loss of voice or hoarseness. Laura? You sound like me. Laura? I don't have a loss of appetite. I'm a don't you worry. Um, it was before weak, your time? Yeah. Weakness and fatigue, shortness of breath, wheezing, bronchitis, and pneumonia infections that keep recurring. If lung cancer spreads to other areas of the body, you may experience jaundice, swelling of lymph nodes, bone pain. Um, it can also cause soft tissue sarcomas, which are cancers there. Um, it's a growing lump under the skin. You can get bowel or stomach blockage. You can get blood and vomit of your stool. You can get black tarry stools. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it causes heart conditions. You can have chest pain, chest pressure, shortness of breath. They're commonly asymptomatic, though, the heart conditions you get from it. So you don't know you have them? Right, until you have a massive, massive heart attack. Dying while you're mowing the lawn. It can also cause... Um, that didn't make any sense. Um, skin <laughs> conditions and skin disorders. Um, you can get excessively oily skin, blackheads, pimples, especially around the eyes and the temples. Severe cases see blackheads and lesions spread to the rest of the face, necks, arms, and behind the ears. Ew. You can get fluid-filled cysts. Ugh. You get dark hair growth. Um, this is, I'm not going to be able to say this right. I'm not going to be able to say this right. <laughs> Porphyria cutanea tarda. Um, you get blistering or increased hair growth on areas of skin exposed to sunlight. Oh. It causes scarring. It causes crusting of the skin. It causes hyperpigmentation. And it also causes liver, liver damage. So were they spreading this shit while the troops were on the ground? Yeah. Oh, good. Um, and it also, it didn't matter because it didn't go away. 
So it didn't matter. Touching these plants of foliage. If you're walking through it, it goes into the ground. So anything you're taking from the ground, a river, a stream, it's in the water. It's it's everywhere. Um, There's neurological disorders associated with Agent Orange. Um, Parkinson's disease is one. You have tremors, slow movement, rigid muscles, the loss of ability to perform unconscious moving, such as blinking, swinging arms while walking, um, difficult difficulty writing, slurring or hesitation when speaking. You can get peripheral neuropathy, which is a terribly painful disorder. Um, you get prickling, numbness, or tingling in the feet and hands, extreme touch sensitivity. So if someone touches you or mm-hmm. something grazes you it's you're very sensitive to and it and you can't like it's hard to walk if you've got neuropathy yeah. because you can't feel your feet mm-hmm. um you get muscle weakness sharp throbbing burning or jabbing pains a feeling um in your hands like you're wearing gloves oh, like there's something yeah, covering like you all the time um paralysis sensitivity to heat extreme sweating or the inability to sweat um blood pressure changes and digestive bowel or bladder problems there's other diseases that are presumptive diseases that have to do with agent orange but mm-hmm. they don't necessarily diagnose them because you were near agent orange type 2 diabetes is often associated with people that were exposed, exposed. to our agent orange um also with people who are exposed to dunkin donuts yes but that's why they are presumptive because i don't think they can prove that they yeah, get it, from it that. could be anything causing type 2 um patches of dark you get patches of dark skin with type 2 you get excessive thirst slow healing cuts and scratches Fatigue, frequent urination, um, blurred vision, constant hunger, neuropathy, itching and yeast infections, sexual dysfunction, foot numbness, numbness or pain. Um, you can have AL amyloidosis, which is an enlarged tongue. You get an enlarged tongue and sometimes it's scalloped around the edge. You ever notice that when they... No, yeah. that's gross. Um, they get swelling of the ankles and legs. You have difficulty swallowing, shortness of breath, fatigue, weakness, nausea, diarrhea. Numbness or tingling in hands and feet, irregular heartbeat, unexplained weight loss. And a lot going on with this stuff, yeah, huh? Skin changes, including easy bruising, thickening, or darker purple patches around the eyes. Um, so that's 14 diseases that are associated with Agent Orange. Um, TCDD, one of the dioxins in it, was also associated in birth defects of exposed veterans' children. I remember hearing this. So even if... Because it's not my time, it doesn't matter. My father wasn't. But if my father were over Vietnam, I could have something because he was exposed to Agent Orange. Right. Um, since 1991, the National Birth Defect Registry base recorded thousands of cases of birth defects reported by Vietnam vets. In 1996, the National Academy of Sciences found a link between Agent Orange and Spina Bifida. Wow. Um in 2000, a study by the Veterans Health Administration found a moderate to severe birth defects was significantly associated with a mother's military service in Vietnam. So if there was a mother in Vietnam. So you could be a nurse in Vietnam or right, something. Right, and a woman over in Vietnam, so, you know, whatever. Um, and you were exposed to Agent Orange, you have a significantly higher chance of having a birth defect in your children. Um, both of these findings pushed the Veterans Administration to fund assistance programs for spina bifida, um, of male or female Vietnam vets and for all birth defects without other known causes in the children of female vets. So if you were a male or a female vet and your child had spina bifida, spina bifida, the VA pays you, pays for the child's care. If you are a female vet and your child has any, any birth, defect birth defect that doesn't have another explanation, they pay for the coverage of those birth defects. Um, more studies 
they kept doing more and more studies, obviously. They kept proving that children of Vietnam vets were at higher risk for spina bifida, hypospadias, cleft palates, cardiovascular defects, hip dislocations, um, digestive system issues, neoplasms like neuroblastomas, developmental delays, and other malformations of the central nervous system, skeletal systems, and cardiovascular systems. Also, significant increase of spontaneous abortions. Wow. Um, the association between Agent Orange exposure and birth defects grew stronger based on the intensity and duration of exposure. So the longer you were there the more and the closer you were to the Agent Orange drop or whatever, the more likely you, your children will have these defects. Um, a study of New Zealand war veterans showed a high frequency of genetic damage in the vets. Um, and the greatest concern of genetic damage is that it can be passed on to future generations. So that is why these kids have this all these is problems. Some nasty, it's na- it's, nasty shit. It's passing. It's just going to pass these on to all these people's future generations. And the country is completely contaminated mm-hmm, forever. Mm-hmm. Um, children of Vietnam vets have shown consistent increases in learning, attention, and behavioral disorders, all types of skin disorders, problems with tooth development, allergies, asthma immune system disorders, childhood cancers, thyroid disease, and childhood diabetes. TCDD can also alter hormones and reproductive tissue development. So these kids could be affected. It could affect them having kids. Um, I have a fact sheet on spina bifida just because that is kind of like the main thing they focus on with the Agent Orange, um, the Vietnam vets children. So spina bifida is a birth defect that mainly affects the spine. Um, Normally in the first month of pregnancy, a special set of cells forms the neural tube. Mm -hmm. So the top of the tube becomes the brain and the remainder becomes the spinal cord. In spina bifida, the neural tube does not close all the way. And some of the bones of the spine don't um, close in the back. So your spine is open or not fully formed. Um, Abnormalities of the brain, like hydrocephalus, also come along with the abnormalities of the spine because the neural tube closes first in the middle Mm -hmm. and then closes up and down. That's weird. So when you're forming your neural tube, when you're like a month in fetus, it starts to close the middle and then gradually goes to the top and the bottom of the brain and the base Mm -hmm. of your spinal um, cord. So you can have problems with your brain and the lower spinal cord with spinal bifida. Um, And it all depends on where in the spinal or the spina, spina bifida hydrocele or whatever it's called right. is. Right. Whether you're going to be able to walk or not or right. how bad your hydrocephalitis is going to be. Right. So 1,400 babies born in the United States have spina bifida. Um, there is no cure, but most people with spina bifida do lead long and productive lives. Um, and there's no cure, but they are doing in vitro surgeries. Yes, they are now closing now, the spina bifida. in vitro. crazy. Some of them. Yeah. There's four types of spina bifida. Occulta is the mildest and most common form in which one or more of the bones in the spinal column or your vertebrae are malformed. Occulta means hidden, indicates that a layer of skin covers the opening in the bones of the spine. So there's an opening, but you can't see because your skin's right. over it. Um, it's often found by accident on an x-ray, um, and it very rarely causes disabilities or symptoms. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, clo- closed neural tube defects is another type. It's like a diverse group of defects in which the spine um, can have malformations of fat, bone, or the membranes that cover the spinal cord. 
Many of these neural tube defects require surgery in childhood. Um, people with this type can have weakness of the legs and trouble with bowel and bladder control. Um, these issues can change or progress as a child grows. Meningocele is another type. It occurs when a sac with spinal fluid pokes through the spine. It's normally found, the spinal fluid is normally found, you know, all around your spine and all around your brain. But a problem with the bony covering of the spine allows it to poke out when mm -hmm. you have this kind. Um, the malformation contains no nerves and it may or may not be covered by a layer of skin. They People with meningocele usually have minor symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, cele is the most severe form of spina bifida. A portion of the spinal cord or nerves is exposed in a sac through an opening in the spine that may or may not be covered in meninges. Um, the opening can be closed by surgeons while the baby is in utero or shortly after the baby is born. Most people with this have changes in their brain structure, leg weakness, and oh, bowel and tough. bladder dysfunction. It's often called a snowflake condition because no two people with the condition are the same. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I thought uh, you were going to be because they're all pansies. No, I'm just no. kidding because I don't think anybody with that is pansies. No. Um, typically, the lower in the spine the opening occurs, it relates to less symptoms. Mm -hmm. Right? So if it's way far down, yeah. you're not going to have as severe symptoms it's as if it's, if it's higher up, up in your spine. Um, they require like constant follow-up with physicians throughout their whole life um, to maximize their function and prevent complications, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, complications of spina bifida are abnormal sensation or paralysis, Chiari 2 malformation, which um, parts of the brain called the brainstem and the cerebellum. They protrude downward into the spinal cord area. We just talked about yeah. this at work the other night that somebody had Chiari syndrome and they were closing it. Yeah. I don't know. Do you remember who was? I can remember who was telling me about it. No. But I, somebody was talking about that this person had Chiari syndrome and they were, the surgeon was a little nervous about doing it. And I think they were well, anytime anything is going through the bottom of your yeah. skull, it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, so the Chiari 2 malformation really cause, rarely causes symptoms. Um, but when it does, it's because your brain is pressing onto your spinal cord it can cause um, symptoms like difficulty breathing, swallowing, arm weakness, um, but they will do surgery if you have symptoms to reduce the pressure. Mm -hmm. um, you could have hydrocephalus, which is a blockage of cerebrospinal fluid. Um, it's, so hydrocephalus is a buildup of the fluid that surrounds the brain. Um, That's when they can, put shunts in. Yes, it can, put, it can put damaging pressure on the brain. You mm -hmm. never want pressure on your brain. Um, it's commonly treated by surgically implanting a shunt. So it's like a little, little hollow tube that we put up in the brain and it empties down usually into your belly. Um, and some, or sometimes it can empty out to the outside. Yeah. Sometimes uh, I saw recently one, it emptied into the chest, which I thought yes, was bizarre. Yes. Yeah, I've seen that too. Those are really bizarre. Um, they can also do an endoscopic third ventriculostomy or an ETV. Um, and that just creates a new path for it to flow. They don't use the tube. They just mm -hmm. open up a pathway. Um, meningin it can cause meningitis, which is an infection in the meninges covering the brain. Um, it can cause men meningitis can cause brain injury and can be life threatening. Meningitis yeah, is very serious. Um, tethered it can, it can cause tethered cord syndrome. It can tethered cord syndrome. No matter what kind of spifida, spina bifida you have, <laughs> it can occur. I know. Um, I get the I'm trying to talk, so um, it's very rare and. Individuals with spina bifida occulta, though. 
usually the spinal cord and nerves float freely. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, you know, it's all floating in the fluid. A tethered cord means that there is some type of tissue attached to and pulling the cord down. Never good. No. This can cause damage to the nerves and decrease feeling and strength. Um, it can also cause problems with your bowel and bladder. If you have problems with your spine, you often have problems with your mm-hmm. bowel and bladder. Um, which brings me to you can have bowel and bladder <laughs> incontinence. It usually That usually affects people with the myelomeningocele and closed neural tube defects. The nerves at the very bottom of the spine control the bowel and bladder. So mm-hmm. if you have a spina bifida down there, that's why you're going to have problems what with the bowel and bladder. The equina. Quadricina. Quadricina, because it looks like the tail of a horse. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have learning disabilities from spina bifida, um, including difficulty paying attention, understanding concepts, impaired motor skills, impaired memory, and difficulty with organization and problem solving. Um, other complications of spina bifida are skin ulcers because you can't move mm-hmm. as freely, low bone mineral density, impaired male fertility, obesity, and kidney failure. Um, people with myelomeningocele are at risk for precocious puberty. Um, precocious puberty is when your six-year-old starts getting boobs. Yeah. Um, very, very early. Very early. They start with this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, also sleep apnea and depression. Um, I think that was it for the spina bifida. But I just, they mainly focus on spina bifida and that is covered no matter if your father or mother was Mm -hmm. in Vietnam because they know that Agent Orange causes spina bifida. Causes spina bifida. So then I have a few little um, just stories that people wrote into the birth defect research for children page. Um, I'm just going to read them as they are. It says, I lost my husband from a cancerous brain tumor 13 months ago. My son has many disabilities, including Tourette's syndrome, mental retardation, and mild cerebral palsy, Mm -hmm. hydrocephalus, and he is profoundly deaf. He will never be able to live on his own. All of that from Agent Orange? Mm-hmm. the husband died yeah. and then the, the, the son was born with all of that um, my father passed away in 1998 he had many health problems including type 2 diabetes he was only 50 years old Agent wow. Orange, yeah Agent Orange has been a part of my life from the moment I was born I was born without my right leg several of my fingers and my big toe on my left foot my mother had three miscarriages my younger brother has to wear bifocals and suffers from chronic joint pain Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, this one says, I was in the infantry in the area where the highest con- concentrations of Agent Orange were used. My oldest daughter had chronic myelogenous leukemia. Um, I served four terms in Vietnam. We have three children. One daughter with a heart defect, another daughter with scoliosis and digestive problems, and a son born with a defective optic nerve in his right eye that has left him blind in that eye. And there are no, um, there's no history of... Any issues? Birth defects yeah. on either side of the, that family. As if these poor men and women didn't, didn't deal with enough mm-hmm. shit over there, mm-hmm. coming back to a country that hated them, mm-hmm. fighting a war that made no sense, and they then they put, suffer from illness, and then they, and then they, they pass kids it to their kids. Like, they just got mm-hmm. the shit stick all the way around. Mm-hmm. And this one says, I am a 57-year-old Vietnam vet who was exposed to Agent Orange. At age 41, I had to have an emergency heart bypass. I have had six heart attacks since my surgery. Oh, my God. Our youngest daughter suffered with learning disabilities through grade school and high school. Her first child was born in 2002, 2002 with complex congenital heart disease um, and fetal hydrops. He only lived five hours. Oh. I feel that I passed on something to our daughter because I was exposed to Agent Orange. It's literally not just, like... It's, it's not even just their kids. It's, it's genetic. It changed now. their genetics, so it 
it can be it can go mm-hmm. on forever um that's the thing with like the 50s and 60s they were doing shit they didn't know what it was going to do right you know they, so like they're dumping this chemical they had no clue what right. they were doing they knew it got rid of the foliage but they didn't mm-hmm. nobody was looking at long-term effects of this stuff no and like they said when they manufactured it i don't know what happened but they did it incorrectly somehow mm-hmm. there was a manufacturing problem and all these dioxins were in it and apparently they used all these other color age like they named these agents agent blue agent red agent or- orange yellow whatever agent orange was the least toxic <gasps> Wow. Yeah. They used Agent Orange the longest, but the other ones were more. Could you imagine? No. Um, I got to come up with a new repertoire. All I can say is wow, and can you imagine? I know. I have two daughters. One was born while I was in Vietnam. She is healthy. My other daughter was born three years after I returned. She has lupus, sojourns, and a disease that has destroyed the cartilage in her nose, hip, and ankle. Ew. Sojourns? I've never heard of that either. I have, but I would ha- I have to like, look it up. We're going to do an episode yeah. on sojourns because I've never heard of it. Um, my husband died two years ago from Agent Orange-related problems. He was a Navy SEAL and served three tours, three tours in Vietnam. We have three children. Our oldest was born with a congenital heart defect. He has had seven open-heart surgeries. Our daughter was born with a brownish birthmark on one of her legs. Our youngest son is on Ritalin because of his uh, tension disorder. I am an Agent Orange widow. My husband died six years ago. Two of my three children were born after my husband returned from Vietnam. Both are insulin-dependent diabetics. The youngest also suffers from gastric and thyroid problems. Um, I have two daughters. One has spina bifida and is covered through the VA program. My other daughter has had seizures since age three and recently has been diagnosed with a brain tumor. The mm. VA says her problems are not related to my service Bullshit. in Vietnam. The VA doesn't want to cover much. Yeah, I mean, it's pushing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband is a 100% disabled service conne- connected veteran of the Vietnam War. His disabilities are due to Agent Orange exposure. We have two sons ages 26 and I can't tell if that says 15 that are both ADD, ADHD and get skin rashes on their hands and feet. Um, so this is, I have heard of it. I had heard of agent orange. Like I've heard that name and I, like I knew it was bad, but I didn't know. Like, I mean, this literally can just go down through the genetics and this is just our soldiers who were there for like a tour of, you know, six months. The Vietnamese oh, forget it. live there. They and don't get that, to leave. And they're eating and drinking yes, that water. Right. Yeah. That's that's it. That's all they have. Like, I can't even fathom what they're, um, you know, what is happening to right. with their birth defects and what they died of and everything. So I'm sure it's awful. But that's Agent Orange. That's something. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, kind of off track, I was watching a show last night and it was a, the capture of Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the seal teams and they were i mean the graphics were crazy and how they decided that's where he was it was it was a very interesting show which most of the time i don't like to watch that stuff because it just disturbs me Mm -hmm. and i don't like to see servicemen getting killed and Mm -hmm. but they were interviewing one of the navy seals and he's like you know i'm you know i'm a seal and i'm married and i'm living in a neighborhood he goes and i'm talking to my neighbor he knows i'm a navy seal but they don't know what these guys do yeah and at the time this particular Navy SEAL knew they were going after bin Laden. And for like three months, these guys were training on how to deal with the condition. So they would do these simulations over and over and over. What what about the situation? What, so he's training all this stuff so he can get Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. He goes, my neighbor's talking to me about his stress at work. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's going to be a stressful week. You know, we got to come up with the money. And, blah, blah. and he's like, this guy has no idea yeah, what, what stress, stress is. is. <laughs> I was like, 
No, he doesn't. The world depends on you killing Osama bin Laden. This guy's worried about, like, I don't know, his fucking accounts coming in. I was like, and it was like, that really kind of put it into perspective. So, I mean. It's like what I tell Mike. Yeah. Who's really stressful, Tim? Like, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Did you do CPR on that person? Did you deliver a stillborn? No, you didn't. We love you, Mike, but still. Okay, so I'm going to cover Legionnaire's disease. Mm -hmm. How this topic even came up, Mm -hmm. we're going to discuss last summer. Okay. 2020 was a great year. So in one week, um, my house was hit by lightning. Mm-hmm. My cat died. Mm-hmm. My brother died. Mm-hmm. And my aunt that I take care of ended up in the hospital. It was mm-hmm. a great week. Mm-hmm. So I had to go down to Florida while my brother was dying. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't get to go anyplace fun in Florida. I went to scenic, lovely Tallahassee. And my parents have a home down there. Very long story why they have a home in lovely scenic <laughs> Tallahassee. So there's no cable. There's no nothing Mm -hmm. down in Tallahassee because they're not going to pay for it because they don't live there all the time. But I get it. Mm -hmm. So I'm with my parents, which is never good. I love my parents, but it's not always a good time. And I don't know what to do with myself. So we're watching TV and on comes Forensic Files, one of my favorite shows. Though I do think that man's name, like his voice, puts me to sleep instantaneously. (laughs) I would be when I my husband when I was pregnant my first He'd put forensic file. It wouldn't be 30 seconds. I'd be asleep. I love the guy, but I mean, his voice is so soothing. And he it does. is. I know what you mean. I'll like a light. It's like the best sleep pill ever is forensic files. So they did this story on Legionnaire's disease. Fucking fascinating. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk Legionnaire's yes. disease. Okay. So in case the youngins don't know what a Legionnaire is, mm-hmm. the American Legion was started in 1919. As a patriotic veterans organization, mm-hmm. it focused on service to veterans, service members, and communities. So they would get back, you know, you get all these VFW posts, veterans of foreign war, wars, you got the Legion, the American mm-hmm. Legion in every city. We got a couple in Revere. My chair's up on my island, up at the island there from the American Legion from my grandfather. See, mm-hmm. see, this is what we're talking about. So it has become one of the most influential nonprofit uh, organizations in the U.S. It has nearly 2 million members nice. with 13,000 posts worldwide. It's where almost everybody in my family's had a bridal shower or a retirement party. That, on the island, yeah. there's an American Legion. You go to the Legion. I, we have a house on a remote island in Maine. There's an American Legion yeah. on the island. Yeah, like, you go to the post. Yeah. So in July of 1976, the Pennsylvania chapter of the American Legion is holding its annual convention in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. At the time in 1976, which is the bicentennial yes. of the United States of America, mm-hmm. all right, bicentennial, you have um, a garbage strike going on. Nice. So there's garbage in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia yeah. in the summer. Yeah, rats, rats, and more mm-hmm. rats. Um, so there's garbage all over the streets. You have a terrorist threat against the Legion convention hmm. because they're concerned about shit going overseas like these fucking vets have anything to do with it mm-hmm. so this this stuff going on and this particular hotel the what's the name of it i'll get to it they're having issues with their ac people coming and going there's a lot going on in the city mm-hmm. okay so the american legion they're holding their um annual it's like an annual event. It's a convention. Everybody comes in from Pennsylvania. They all get drunk. They all have fun. They mm-hmm. all see each other for three days. Boom, they all go back home. Mm-hmm. So they're holding it in Philadelphia. It's members from all over Pennsylvania. 
and they descend on the city for three days of wild times oh, in Pennsylvania in 1976. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Philadelphia was the capital for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay, so July 21st, 1976, mm-hmm. you have more than 4,000 legionaries or legionnaires <laughs> showing up. Mm-hmm. It's the country's tw- 200th birthday, and everyone is looking for a good time. I have the cutest picture of me at the Bicentennial, because were you even alive? No. no, you weren't. I'm three years old, and I have a little shirt. It's pink and white gingham, and there's a girl on it, and it says um, something about, like, Dwayne. What's Knock, knock. Who's there? Dwayne. Dwayne who? Dwayne the lake I'm drowning. <laughs> That's the dress I'm wearing. It's the cutest part, but I have my little ponytail. That says and, all that on yes, your shirt? Yes, on my dress. On my dress, because it's the 70s, and the 70s was a no-holds-barred. Wow. You got to wear whatever the fuck you want. You should see the outfits that my brothers have. In in 1976, everybody has a picture of them holding the Liberty Bell. Yeah. So I've got my Liberty Bell picture from 1976. I might be alive for 2076. I'll be 103 years old, but I might be alive. I'll tell you, if I am taking a picture with the fucking bell. All right? And I'm going to find that dress. Dwayne the Lake yes, Drowning. Please, please my brother not. still brings up that, that dress. I so cannot cute. believe it. Was yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was the seventies, dude. Anything went. Wow. We might have to do a summer in the seventies this yeah. year. Cause the seventies was something. All right. So the vets, they am whooping it up at the Bellevue Stratford hotel. That's the name of the hotel. They stay all over the city, but the Bellevue Stratford sees a majority of the legionnaires staying there. Page flip. We gotta get, we gotta get deodorized. <laughs> Oh, I gotta get computerized too. The page flips are killing me. <laughs> so after three days of fun in the city of brotherly love, mm-hmm. everyone goes home. Okay. okay. Days later, July twenty seventh, three days after the end of the convention, sixty one year old retired U.S. Air Force captain and American Legion bookkeeper dies from a quote unquote heart attack. Okay. By August. August. Mm-hmm. By August second. Hundreds of legionnaires are sick and 22 have died. Wow. Dr. Ernest Campbell from Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, noticed that three of his patients all had similar symptoms and he reports it to the Board of Health, Mm -hmm. who then reports it to the CDC. Mm -hmm. Once the CDC comes in, shit's getting real. Mm -hmm. Because that place, we got to do an episode on them. They Mm -hmm. are something. Mm -hmm. They launch what would be the most extensive and expensive medical investigation in its history. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Legionnaire's disease. Symptoms of Legionnaire's disease. Cough, shortness of breath, fever of up to 107 degrees, <laughs> muscle aches and a headache. And the symptoms begin two to ten days after exposure. Mm-hmm. The symptoms can progress to pneumonia. And you should see a doctor right away if you get the pneumonia. Because it gets really bad if you get the pneumonia. The CDC brings on a Dr. David Frazier. He starts, I mean, when I tell you the CDC descends on Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. they descend <laughs> on Pennsylvania, right? It gets fun. It gets real. He starts comparing sick people to the healthy people. Why did some get it? Why didn't, why didn't others? So there's like, you and I room, mm-hmm. you die of it. They're all over me to find out why I didn't die from mm-hmm. it. He starts collecting data, which is difficult because they're all over the state. So right. they have to go all over the state of Pennsylvania. They're hitting hospital rooms. They're hitting people's homes. Uh, those who are sick are visited at the hospital and they're getting extensive questionnaires. People who attended the conversa- uh, conference are all getting mailed questionnaires at home. Roommates of those who had died are given extensive physicals. Mm-hmm. And by now, 39 people have died, all from pneumonia. Yes. The news gets wind of it 
and it gets worldwide. It's national news, and that's when it's coined Legionnaire's Disease, named after the, the Legionnaires. So the people who didn't attend, now people who weren't actually at the conference, but were in the area of the hotel, they're dying, and they're getting sick. People who had been on the sidewalk, they start showing up at the hospital, and they're like, what the fuck is mm-hmm. going on? Um, these people have never stepped foot in the hotel, but they're sick. So the CDC, they're collecting dust samples, air, water, uh, rat shit, Ah. pigeon droppings, tissue samples from the victims, anything and everything Mm. you could gather from this hotel, the CDC has gathered to start coming up with what the hell's going on. And they're looking at everything and developing theories. What are some of the theories? Swine flu, because they have similar similar symptoms. Mm -hmm. Parrot flu, which you get from pigeon droppings. Is that the pigeon one? No. That was on um, Call the Midwife the other day. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to look at I love that show. And Hemochromatosis. I haven't watched it in a long time. New ones just came out. i got to watch it again. Sorry. Um, bacteria from the trash. They're wondering, is it the trash mm-hmm. that's all over the street from the trash strike? Is it the terrorist attack that they mm-hmm. threatened? My favorite. Is it super gonorrhea? Ooh. Super gonorrhea. These 60-year-old men are getting what? super gonorrhea. They could be getting I don't, super You know what? I should have looked it up and gone into it, but I didn't even want to get into what the hell could be super gonorrhea because it just sounds disgusting. Sounds Maybe we'll bad. do it for Valentine's Day next Who's helping me going? So the public's in a panic. No one's... Like, so one of these poor guys, very popular guy in this town, I think it was in Bloomsburg, everybody loved him. He's a great guy. He dies. Nobody goes to the funeral because they're all afraid oh, of what he has. Oh. Nobody knows what he has. So they're like, it was kind of shocking that nobody would attend this poor guy's funeral. Mm-hmm. Then you have Bob McGarry, whose roommate died from it. And he's put through this crazy physical because he's fine. And like, why so did he, Bob get sick and you yeah. didn't get sick? So the, all kinds of samples are taken from him. And at this point, the CDC determines that strange illness is not spread from person to person. Mm-hmm. It's not a contagious illness. Those that are dying are usually over 50. They're smokers and they have underlying illnesses. Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar, Laura? Mm-hmm. Employees of the hotel aren't sick. And 27 that are dead at this point. And the, the employees aren't sick? Mm-mm. Employees of the hospital aren't getting, I mean, of the hotel aren't getting sick. Hmm. Um, and they're like, what the hell is going on? Like, some of these guys with diabetes, they had heart disease anyway. Like, they were already had issues and then this just sends them over the mm-hmm. edge. But they still, the CDC is trying and trying. They have no idea what it is, but they know somehow it's connected to this hotel. Mm-hmm. And they know that it's airborne. And that's all they can come up with. Mm-hmm. Five months goes by. So now we're in there, like we're at Christmas, and the CDC is having its big, whopping Christmas, one hell of a time Christmas party. They're all showing up in biohazard suits, (laughs) their best sequin line biohazard suits. Like, Mm -hmm. can you imagine what a shindig that must be at the CDC? Yeah, no one's touching anyone. Nobody's nobody's drinking from the punch bowl. Nobody's eating anything that isn't wrapped. Bunch of goraphobes or germaphobes in one big room. That'd be fucking great. So you have Dr. Joseph McDade, who's been working on this case as well. He's at the party with his colleagues. They're whooping it up. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all, God knows what they're drinking. And his friends, like, this is this is the kind of party it is. So you haven't found out what happened with Legionnaires? This is the Christmas party. This is the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. What's the matter with you? How could you not have found out? Like, it's been five months. You didn't figure this out yet? What's the matter with you? Like, well, you're pathetic, obviously, because you haven't figured out what's going on. So he's now embarrassed. Mm-hmm. He's frustrated. He leaves the fucking party. And like any good CDC member, what does he do? Goes right to work. He goes to the lab. Of course he does. He goes to I'll prove them wrong. I know what I'm doing. 
So he goes to the lab and he starts looking over all of the shit he's already looked over mm-hmm. 500 times. So he starts looking because he's a big party guy. He starts looking at slides of liver, liver biopsies from the guinea pigs that they infected with whatever these guys mm-hmm. had. And he notices that there's a bacteria he has never seen in his life mm-hmm. in this sample. So at first he's like, these must have been contaminated with something else. He's like, this can't be it. And he's like, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take these slides with mm-hmm. the bacteria and I'm going to expose them to the blood of survivors. Oh. So if there's antibodies mm-hmm. to this bacteria, this bacteria is going to go bright green under the scope. Mm-hmm. So he exposes them. I flip my page. And he looks under the microscope. And Laura, what does he see? Bright green. Bright fucking green. Wow. Woo! And he names the bacteria Legionella pneumophilia. Pneumophila? Something pneuma. Okay. After the legionnaires who died. Mm-hmm. He discovers that erythmo- erythromycin kills this bacteria. So it's very easily taken care of. And he also knows it likes warm water and it's spread through water droplets. Mm-hmm. But he still has no idea where the oh, fuck it came it. from. Mm-hmm. Because the people on the, on the sidewalk are sick, he determines it had to come from the roof of mm-hmm. the Bellevue Stratford. The way they come up I know. with the shit they come up with. So what is on the roof of the Bellevue Stratford Hotel? Mm-hmm. A giant AC unit cooling tower. Mm-hmm. When you look, so they go through all these graphics. You should, I think it's season one, episode seven of Forensic Files, because I had to relook it up. They show you the cooling towers, mm-hmm. and they have these huge fans in it, mm-hmm. and they have this circulating the air. But at the bottom of these huge cooling towers are water pans. Mm-hmm. These water pans collect all the water. The water sits there in the heat. In the heat. Mm-hmm. And they were having problems with their AC to begin with. Mm-hmm. So the Legionella grows in these pans. Mm -hmm. Then the fans kick on. They suck the Legionella into the air, Mm -hmm. throw it into the air, and it cascades down the sides of the hotel. And then it gets sucked into the lobby by the hotel intake fans. Mm -hmm. So that explains why the people on the sidewalk got Mm -hmm. sick. That explains how the people in in the inside of the hotel get sick. And they think that... The workers were exposed to it so often, and they're young, they were immune to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, by the time the CDC gets to the hotel, because now it's six months later, and they test the water, Legionella's gone. It's gone through a winter time Mm -hmm. now. It's killed off everything. There's nothing in there. But when they stop looking at AC units at hotels across the country, they find it in six different U.S. hotels. Mm -hmm. Um, and they think that it's been killing people for years and nobody knew what it was. So they link it to an outbreak in 1957 in Minnesota. Uh-huh. They link it to an outbreak in 1965 in Washington, D.C. In total, Legionnaires breakout in 1976 killed 34 people and made 221 people sick. Uh-huh. It was a significant outbreak. So, mm-hmm. prevention, Legionnaires yes. disease. Clean buildings and water systems places that legionnaires can grow mm-hmm. hot tubs yeah mm-hmm. hot tubs well if the water's just sitting there anything can grow but hot tubs you want to think it's bubbly and it's warm and it feels great hot tubs mm-hmm. i think of friggin um kramer when i think of hot tubs 
remember when no. he had a hot dog in his apartment and he like fell asleep in it and he almost died? No. <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, hot water tanks and heaters, mm-hmm. large plumbing systems, cooling towers, and decorative fountains can carry oh. Legionella's yeah, That disease. little trickle, is it moving that water? Yeah. yeah. Um, is that all I wrote? I guess that's the end of my Legionella's. So, well, there was just an outbreak like two years ago in Hampton. Yeah. So they're worried about it in any ACs. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when this came out, everybody was petrified that their household ACs were going to carry Legionella. But Gail, Legionella's going to go, clean your filters, clean your filters. Mm-hmm. It's not so much the filter of the AC as much as the water that might have been sitting in the, in the AC. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has to be warm water, likes hot water, likes heat. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was fascinated by that. It's the only thing that got me through my trip to Tallahassee, Florida last summer, um, which was quite a summer. Yeah. And I've been meaning to do that episode, so we decided to cover it for Memorial Day. Yeah. On that note, yes. Uh, as I like to finish every every episode. On that note, um, I want to thank again. I know it's the day that we don't really thank our vets, but I'm going to thank them anyway for all, all those that have passed away in the past. For those who may pass away in the future, thank you for the service. Thank mm-hmm. you for keeping this country the way it is, mm-hmm. and have a very safe and happy Memorial Day. Yes. Keep your gas grills away from the side of your house. Yeah, don't let it melt. Let's not explode anything. Keep sparklers away from your hair. Mm-hmm. It's not 4th of July yet. It's don't not 4th of July. Sparkles. No fireworks. No none of mm-hmm. that. Have a very safe and enjoyable Memorial Day. Yes. Bye. Bye. Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.